The world is being shaken, but I am not shook. Many of you might remember early this year we had a little earthquake. Uh, Some of you might have woke up from it. Some of y'all might have slept through it. But whether you know it or not, there was an earthquake. In our area, it wasn't as bad as some areas. Some buildings were still standing. Some buildings fell. It was widespread. And then many times we can remember back in 88, uh, many of you might have been watching the World Series. And next thing you know, the World Series cameras start to flutter in and out. And they report, there's an earthquake. And then you see the picture of all of the destruction that happened around that city. But yet people in that stadium were all right. (laughs) You can see pictures and and look on the Internet and see buildings that are standing while other buildings down there have collapsed. Why is it some buildings were able to stand while others were able to fall apart? When the world was being shooken, those buildings did not shake. (laughs) They were able to stand firm. They were able to make it through. And maybe many of you might have been in a car that might have skidded. Might have lost control, but able to weather it back. It got back on and it stayed right there. Many of you might have been driving behind the car that was shaking, and you made sure that you drove your street not to run in to that car. How is it that sometimes you can be shaken and still not be shook? We look into Psalm 46 and picture yourself in an earthquake. Picture yourself out there on the ground, and next thing you know, you see a crack walking through your legs. And you're looking to a, for a place to hide. You go running towards the mountains, but they have fallen into the heart of the sea. Next thing you know, you see the waters foaming and roaring, looking like they're about to overtake you. And you're looking for a place of quietness. You're looking for a place that you can be safe. And secure. I'm here to tell you that the safest place to be is to be in the arms of God. That when everything is shaking around you, you can still be with God and not be shook. Am I talking to somebody this morning? Can you look with me in Psalm 46? I'm reading from the King James Version. It says, God is our refuge and strength. A very present help in trouble. Therefore, we'll... Not we fear, though the earth be removed, and though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea, though the waters therefore roar and be troubled, though the mountains shake with the swelling thereof, there is a river that streams wherefore shall make glad the city of God, the holy place of the tabernacles of the Most High. God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. God shall help her. And that right and early. The heathen rage. The kingdoms were moved. He uttered his voice. The earth melted. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Come. Behold the works of the Lord. What desolations he hath made in the earth. He maketh wars to cease and to the end of the earth. He breaketh the bow and cutteth the spear in sunder. 
He burneth the chariots in the fire. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the heathen. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. The world is being shaped, but I am not shook. I'm not shook because God is my refuge and strength. He's a present help in the time of trouble. The reason why I can be with him and not be shook because I know I have help (laughs) right there. God is my help. When is he my help? When I need it. In the present time of trouble, at the right time, even when mountains roars and, and seas and, and tsunamis, earthquakes, landslides, landfill, landfills, landfall, whatever happens that might hinder me, I know my God is able to help me. And then even in this psalm, it's symbolic of these mountains and these waters as nations and people. Uh, mountains can be as kingdoms, the water could be as nations of people. And, and even if they try to attack me, I, I have no reason to fear because God is my refuge. He is my strength. What is that saying? No matter what or who is coming after you, you have somebody. I, I'm, am I talking to somebody here this morning? You have somebody that can help you no matter the circumstances. Some of us are still fighting habits that we think I just can't overcome. Right. You may not overcome but if you just turn it over to God. I guarantee he'll give you an answer. He'll give you a solution. He'll show you how to make a change in your life. When you just try God, he can make it better. When you just turn it over to him, you can realize you had nothing to worry about because he says he's a present help. Doesn't mean you have to wait. Doesn't mean you have to hold on. I mean, he's right there at that moment and at that time to help you. It's amazing how many times we've been in trouble. And the only name you could think of calling was Jesus because you realize that I needed some help. And at the right time, at the right presence, oh, I know my father can help me. I'm talking to somebody here saying, Amen, if you can agree that I know I can call out on Jesus and he can help me. I can call out on my father. He can help me. The circumstances and issues in our lives that we don't know how to handle. That sometimes seem overbearing and overwhelming. Choices that you want to make, but you realize the choice you make is going to impact not only your life, but the people around you. And you're like, Lord, I need help in making this right decision. And he's a present help in the time of trouble. You see how God can help us face immense circumstances. Mountains, can you imagine mountains falling into the heart of the sea? Have any of you been really on the ground level alive to see a volcano erupt? I I just seen it on the news, just seeing the fear and the trembling of these people. Of seeing a volcano lively erupting or the fear and the trembling they have, not knowing if this volcano is ever going to erupt again. Just knowing that there's a time how a mountain can erupt and cause some havoc and destroy a whole city of people. God is saying that no matter what happens, <laughs> there's no need for you to fear. He says, because it says God is our refuge and strength, a very present help when in trouble. 
And I like to see how no matter the chaos, no matter the trouble we face in our lives, it's not too hard for our God. No matter how great the circumstances may seem, it's not too big for our God. Because we've seen how all these other enemies of us will stumble and fall. But I like how it goes from being rough, it goes from being destructive and, and, and perplexed and troubling, to verse 4. There is a river. The streams whereof shall make glad the city of God. The holy place of the tabernacles of the Most High. Saying that the other waters may form and roll, but yet there's a safe place for you. Where is this safe place? In the city of God, there's a river. Uh, this river is calm. Uh, this river streams make glad the city of God. This river is not roaring, not foaming. The mountains have not fallen, but this river makes glad the city of God. But I, I want you to grab here to know that there's no river in Jerusalem. <laughs> Peoria has a river. <laughs> you can find rivers in other major cities and ports and, and docking stations, but yet you'll not find a river in Jerusalem. But yet the psalmist has the nerve to say there's a river <laughs> whose streams may glad the city of God. What is this river? Who is this river? I, I, I come to understand this river to represent God whose water is able to supply all your needs. Uh, does not a city need water to water its crops? Uh, does not a city need water to take care of everything? Uh, you see how God says, I will be everything that you need. Uh, and look at the city. It's the city of God. Who chose the cities? God said, I will choose uh, my city. Do you understand this here? That they didn't say God choose us. God said, no, I chose you. Oh, my God. Am I talking to somebody here? No matter what you do or what you say, it does not make God want you. God said, I chose you. He chose this city. Where was this city? The city was Jerusalem, where the tabernacle was, where he was sit on the holies of holies. On top of the mercy seat. And he says, this city makes me glad and I will be its water. Now, look here now. There's no water in Jerusalem, but we can find times when there has been water in Jerusalem. Moses was out in the wilderness. <laughs> they was looking for some water. God told him, speak to this rock. And out came water <laughs> for God's people. There was time when you could look in Ezekiel. He was in the temple, and all of a sudden he saw water coming out of the tabernacle. And he says it started ankle feet. Then it got knee deep. Then it came became he was able to swim. Water was in the temple. Then we find it in the New Testament. Jesus was in the temple, and he says, "In me is <laughs> springs of living water, and he that thirsts will drink of mine. Will not thirst." Anymore. Do you see how God can provide water just when you need it? Jesus say, I am. And then not only was water present right there, does not the text say how they hung him high and they stretched him wide and he hung his head and for us he died. But yet when he was dead, they stuck a spear in his side. What came out of there? Water? 
mixed with blood. See, you see there, there was no water in Jerusalem, but when God can provide, he can make something happen out of nothing. God can provide just for you in the nick of time. Where can you be safe? Safe in his arms. You can have the world be shaking around you, but you can still say, I'm not shook. I realize that my God will be with me. He says his water makes glad the city, the holy place. And look at verse 5. I said, God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. What's that song? I shall, I shall not be moved like a tree planted by the what? Oh, my goodness. You see how the water can make your roots strong. <laughs> that she can be firm down. In the ground, knowing that the word of God can be my water, so I shall not, I shall not be moved. Go back to Psalm 1, it says, the blessed man is like the tree planted by the water who bears fruit in its season. Am I talking to somebody here? Do you understand that when you're with God, you're blessed, and when you're blessed by God, you shall not be moved, but you'll be blessed and taken care. Am I talking to somebody? here. Aren't you glad that you can be safe in his arms? Tell somebody, I'm not shook. So you see here, God shall help her when, when the morning comes. Uh, I want you to stick a pin right there. It says uh, at the dawn or at the morning. Oftentimes the enemies will attack when? In the morning. They will come when you're sleeping. They will come during that third, that fourth, third or fourth watch. During that time, the third watch for the Hebrews, the fourth watch, if you're in the Roman Empire, pretty much during that midnight hour, that twilight time, they will come. Like Jesus says, I will come in the midnight, like a thief at night, right? In the twinkling. See, the enemy will come when you think you have no help. When was Jesus on the boat with them? He was asleep. It was during that fourth watch. They were sick. They were tired. They were scared. They didn't know what was going to have happened. But Jesus said, I am. <laughs> and they recognized the voice. You understand that many times people try to get you when you're weak. They try to get you when you're worn out. They want to get you while you're tired. But our Lord said, I will come in the morning. I will come right at that time. Did we not just read in the first verse that God is a present help in what time? The time of trouble. I'm here to tell you this morning, no matter what you're going through, there's a God that can help you right then and there. And I'm glad that God is with us. He's in the midst of her. He said, he shall not, she shall not be moved. God shall help her in that right early. Look at who's coming after you. The heathens will raise. Those who do not confess God, those other nations, what they're saying here. They, they that do not worship our God, those other people, they will come. And, and, but yet these kingdoms will be moved and, and God will utter his voice. The earth will melt it. Because why? Look at verse 7. The Lord of hosts. His mighty armies, the Lord, the Lord of the heavenly angels, is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Did we not start off in verse 1 saying the God is our refuge and our strength? 
Look, look here, look here, look here. I want you to grab, look at verse, I'm going to stick, I'm going to come back to verse 7. But I want you to look at verse 8 through 10. It says, come, behold the works of the Lord. What works? What desolations he has made in the earth. Why, why did he make desolations in the earth? Look what he did. He make wars to cease. Mm. Unto the end of the earth. He breaketh the bow and cutteth the spear in sun. And he burneth the chariot in fire. Look at verse 10 saying, Be still and know that I am God. I, I will be exalted among the heathen. I will be exalted in the earth. I want you to understand how you can be, this world can be shaken and you cannot be shook by just being still. And know that he is God. See, we're looking at these verses. See, you look, you see everything talking about how God can take care of us. Then you get down to that verse. And I would like to say how many times you might be watching TV shows. You might watching, be listening to the radio. And it says, now a word from our sponsor. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the heathen. I will be exalted and aren't you glad that God can take the time to let you know, be still, and know that I am God? You see here, before we get to that verse, it says you can behold the works of the Lord. What are the works? You see how God destroyed every enemy that came against you. Do we not see in Isaiah, no weapon formed against me shall prosper. Do you understand here that the bow was broken, the spear was shattered, the chariots were burned. No weapon <laughs> that comes against God's people shall prosper. God has broke them down and he broke them down so much. So God just wants you to behold <laughs> his words. Take it all in. Have you ever took the time just to wake up one morning and just look outside and just take it all in. I, I would love when my mom and dad would drive us out to Carolina because when we got to Carolina, I would like to wind down my window and take in that fresh air. And something about those white pines and that clean air that made my asthma lungs feel a lot better. I would like to take it all in. Or the time that we would be on vacation for so long when we come up and you start seeing the skyline up here, I'd like to take it all in. So I'm home again. I'm sweet home, Peoria. Dad, go straight over that bridge. Uh, make sure you get me home safely so I can get out and play with my friends. Uh, sometimes you got to stop and take it all in and take it in like this. God said, be still. Tell somebody, be still. In the Hebrew, basically says for you to hang limp. Basically, just to let go. In the Septuagint, the Greek talks about how to be devoted fully to something. Or basically be empty, ready to be filled. Am I talking to somebody here? What the Word is telling you, all you got to do is just let go and let God. Uh, be empty and I will fill you. Be devoted to me and you'll see everything I have is for you. Because I'll take care of you. Am I talking to somebody here? Do you not see? It says, be still. Be still and know that I am. I am Yahweh. I am God. Who the Moses asked to say who sent me? God told him, tell them, I am has sent you. God is emphatic here saying, I am. I am who sent Moses. I am God. All by myself. And then he says, no matter what you do, I will. Do you not see that there? No matter what you do, all you can do is sit back and let go. And I will be exalted 
Am I, am I talking to somebody here? No matter what, God will be exalted. Why is that? Because he's all by God, by himself. No matter what you say or do, God says, look, no matter what the heathen does, no, no matter how wars and enemies try to come and attack you, remember this one thing, I will be exalted. Did you need some help? Let me bring you to the New Testament in Philippians. It tells it that every knee shall bow, every tongue shall confess, because why? Jesus will be exalted. Am I talking to somebody here? Do you understand that Stephen said, and I saw him seated at the right hand of the Father. Jesus says, you draw all men to me. If you lift my name up, you'll draw all men to me, because Jesus will, God will be exalted. Many times we have our hands full, trying to juggle life, trying to juggle work, trying to juggle relationships, trying to juggle our children, juggle their activities, juggle working and relationships and day to night, juggling time with children and grandchildren, juggling so much in our lives. Our hands are full, but God is simply telling you to let go. (laughs) Put your hands down to the side. Just lay limp. And let God be God. Because when you let God be God, you see what the next verse says? The God of hosts is our, is with us, right? The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. I want you to look at that quick. Verse 11 and verse 7 say the same thing. Because in this psalm, there's a refrain. In this psalm, there's a chorus that's repeated. And they emphasize it twice because I want you to grab this here. The Lord of hosts is with us. With us. With us. With us. With us. Emmanuel. God with us. With us. With us. Emmanuel. God with us. That's going to get somebody on the way home. When, when you're going to be opening up your Christmas gifts, you're going to remember Emmanuel means God with us. See here, God, the Lord of hosts, is with us. Uh, do you not see how God desires to have a relationship with us? And he says not just, just the God, but the Lord of hosts. <clears throat> the God that's over the angels and everything that's below That God, that God, that God that has fiery chariots at his answering and his whim is with us. That same God that Jesus says, if I wanted to, I could have legions come on down and defeat them. That same God. But look here how the refrain continues on. It says uh, the God of Jacob is our refuge. Now. Israel could be excited about the Lord of hosts, this great creator, being the God of the heavenly hosts. But the God of Jacob? The God of the tricky one? The God of the deceiver? The liar? The one who took his brother's blessing? That one? That God? I, I, I understand, say, the God of David. That great and mighty king. I, I can understand the Lord of hosts. Uh, the one that's over everything. Or Yahweh. Jehovah's Nairi. My provider. I can understand that. But yet the God of the tricky one. 
Aren't you glad that as he's the God of Jacob, a sinner, a deceiver, one who's a wretch undone just like you and me, he's that same God that desires to be with us. That same God that sent Jesus to be Emmanuel, God with us, who desires to spend time with some ungrateful wretches such as an aren't you glad that that same God who is our refuge and our strength uh, will still call us his own. Uh, even when we don't do uh, what we want, what he wants us to do. I'm talking to somebody here. That same God that claims you even when he saw what you did last night. Am I talking to somebody here? That same God that saw what you did 10 years ago. But some of y'all saints, y'all so holy that 20 years ago. My bad. Uh, that same God. Knows who you are. Still wants to be with you. Still wants to call you his children. He desires to be that river who makes streams of glad his city. That same God that will sit up high and look down low. And be that present help when in the time of trouble. That same God that when you just become limp, you allow him to take over. And build you up. That same God. That when mountains are roaring. Nations are coming against you. Sin is trying to have its way. Where you can say God. I need you. And you can cry out. The Lord of hosts. Is with me. The God of Jacob. Is my refuge. You see how you can be shaken. This world can be shaken. But you cannot be shook. Because there's a God that cannot be shook. There's a God that will be your refuge and your strength. There's a God that desires to be with you. What God is that? That's our God, the God of Jacob, the Lord of hosts. You don't read too many times. You say Buddha desires to be with you. You don't read too many times. Allah desires to be with you. But our God. Desires to be with you. You, 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 me, a sinner, a wretch undone, a sinner that daily wakes up fighting to feed, to feed the flesh, fighting to, to deny the flesh and say, Lord, let me feed my spirit more than my flesh. That God loves a sinner like you and me. That's some exciting news to know no matter what I face, I can beat it. No matter what comes against me. Cannot defeat me. Because I shall not. I shall not. I shall not. Be moved. I will not be moved. Because my God. Cannot be moved. And I will not be moved. Because I'm going to stand. In his presence. I'm not going to go. Where the world wants me to go. But I will go. Where my father takes me. I will hold on. To his unchanging hand. I will lean not to my own understanding, but in all of my ways. I will acknowledge him, and he will direct my path. I'm talking to somebody here that many of us are changing in our lives daily, realizing this world has changed, but our God has not changed. He's still, he is still the Lord of hosts, the God of Jacob, and he will be exalted above the heathen, Above the earth. But my question is to you. When God 
incarnate. Jesus shows up in a twinkling of an eye. Will you be risen with the dead? Will you take off mortality and put on immortality? Will you take off corruption and put on incorruption? Will you be up there in heaven? Exalting the one who is exalted. Because when we're safe in his arms, we do his will. And when we do his will, this earth will try to shake us. But we won't be sure. Because the Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Are you not sure? Are you not sure? Let's pray. Father, we thank you that no matter what comes against us, it is not bigger than you. No matter how great the problems we face, it's not greater than you. Lord, we turn it all back to you. Father, we ask for your strength and for your help because, Lord, you are our refuge. Lord, you are our strength. You are the Lord of hosts and you are the God of Jacob. You, Father, desire to be with us, and, Lord, we desire to be with you. So we draw nigh to you, God, as you draw nigh to us, that we may stand against the devil and that he may flee. Because, Father, as great as you that's in us and he that is in the world. And, Lord, there may be someone here struggling, Lord, and not knowing who Jesus is or the Lord and Savior. But, Father, I thank you that you made yourself clear that, Lord, you will not be defeated and you will be exalted. And so whatever you're facing... Just lay it down at God's feet right now. And he can change you. He can make you better. If you're looking for a church home, Zion wants to be that place for you. We pray that we can be that place for you as we grow together to serve our awesome God and go back out into this community. Father, we pray that you have your way with us as we surrender our lives to you. That you will be exalted and that we will give you praise. So every head bowed, every eyes closed. If you do not know, if you're to die today, you're to spend eternity in heaven. That's you. If you do not know, if you're to die today, and you'll spend time with Jesus, raise your hand if that's you. If you're unsure, if you're unsure, no. every every head bowed, every eyes closed. I want to lead you in this prayer. Say, dear Lord Jesus, that's right, dear Lord Jesus, I believe you died on the cross for my sins, and you rose again from the grave on the third day. And Jesus, I'm inviting you to come into my heart. And be my personal Lord and Savior. I thank you, Jesus, for saving me. I thank you, Jesus, for forgiving me. So everybody, with eyes closed. If that's you, you pray that prayer for the first time. Raise your hand. Raise your hand. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Father, we thank you. We thank you for Jesus, our Lord and Savior. Father, we thank you that you are our God and desire to be with us. We magnify you and we lift up your holy name. In Jesus' magnificent name, Lord, we pray. Let the church say, Amen.